0: Welcome to H.O.W.C. Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The Bible tells us in the Holy Scriptures that if we will believe on the name of Jesus, then we will be saved. But what does that really mean, to believe in His name? When we go back to the text where the angel came to Mary and told her that she would be with child, this holy thing that would be conceived within her, he said, you will name him Yeshua. In the English, we say Jesus. He said, because he will save his people from their sin. You see, Yeshua in the Hebrew, it means salvation, salvation. Therefore, his name proclaims that he will save his people from their sin. Therefore, for us to believe in the name of Jesus, it literally means that we have to believe, we have to have faith, we have to have confidence that he will save us from our sin if we call upon him, if we trust him, if we choose to serve and love him, that through what he did and is doing, oh, he will save you, he can do it. Do you believe it? Not just that he can save you from hell, understand what it means to truly believe in his name, but that he can save you from your sin. He is the deliverer. It's not just something that he does, it's who he is. He wants to save you, he wants to deliver. He pursues, he came, he suffered. Believe it, receive it, walk in the victory that it affords you. But I want to take it a little deeper than that. Because you see, when you go back to the ancient Hebrew, the word sin had a meaning too. Sin literally means failure. It is a failure to obey what God has to say, to do his will. Remember, faith, true faith, it says, comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Abraham believed God's word and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Therefore, when you fail to trust what God has said, when you fail to obey and keep his commandments, that is sin by definition. So then let's go back to the name of Jesus, who he is and what he did. He came to save his people from their sin. That means that if you believe in who he is, then you have to believe that he saves you from your failures. Do you believe that? That might be a little hard to believe sometimes. But when you think about it, has he not done it time and time again throughout our lives and throughout the history of men that even from the beginning, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, what did they do? They failed to believe what God had spoken and to obey his instructions. He said, don't eat of the tree or death will surely come. The devil came and said something different and they failed to listen to the words that God had spoken. That failure Released a curse upon the earth. It caused man to fall out of relationship with God, out of grace. They lost their place in the garden, their closeness to Him. But even as they stood in shame on the very brink of this great failure, a prophecy was given that. From the seed of the woman, one would come who would crush the head of the serpent that had deceived and confused them, but that his heel would be bruised too. In the process, fast forward, and we see Jesus. What does he do? He comes to save us from the inherited sin of Adam. He comes to save us from their failure. So don't become too hopeless because you did something wrong don't give up just come to jesus have faith that he can save that he is who he is you see i'm reminded right now of both peter and judas because both of them failed jesus they both betrayed him But in the end, Peter came back and believed in who Jesus really is. He believed in that name that he could save him from his sin, from his failure. Judas, it says, did repent of shedding innocent blood. He knew Jesus was not guilty and was not worthy of the crucifixion. But he didn't really believe that he was salvation that he could truly save us from our failures, our mistakes, that he was redemption. And so he became hopeless and gave in to Satan. I'm also reminded of two mothers in scripture, the first being the wife of Phinehas in the time of Eli, the priest who had allowed his two sons to defile the temple and so that the judgment of God came upon him and his lineage and even the whole nation. His son, one of them, was Phinehas. When the judgment of the Lord came, the glory departed from the tabernacle. The enemy stole the Ark of the Covenant. God had departed. He wasn't with them. Phinehas and his brother were killed in a battle, and Eli fell dead in the temple. In the midst of all of this, The wife of Phinehas bore a son. and She named him Ichabob, which means the glory has departed. And she died brokenhearted. She lost hope. But if she had only believed in the prophecies, if she had only sought the Lord God Almighty, he could have pointed her to the reality that in her own house, In the very temple that had been defiled, God had already raised up a remnant, a prophet who could hear the Lord, who would go forth and continue to do his work, that God had not abandoned Israel or his promises, that he would fulfill it, that there would be one who would come, whose name would be Jesus. He would save us from our failures. Fast forward and we look at Mary, another mother who lives in a very dark day. Not unlike the time of Shiloh, the glory had departed from Israel. The temple had become heathenistic and Hellenistic, but she had hope. She had hope in her son, the one that God had given her to continue to pursue the promise because God had spoken good things. Unto the house of Israel. And God was going to fulfill it. It didn't matter what it looked like in the moment, it didn't matter how many times they had failed. God's promises would prevail, He would send them Yeshua, Jesus save them from their failures from their sins he would inherit the promise oh have hope my friend we the church spiritual israel grafted in we like them have that blessed assurance that god actually wants us to make it that badly that jesus who does not sin in other words he does not fail he came to succeed where we kept failing In every covenant ever given, man fell short. Oh, but Jesus, he fulfilled them. And he's not done yet. My friend. you come to him every day. You plead the blood of Jesus. You ask for forgiveness. You ask for redemption. You ask to be filled with his Holy Spirit and everything you ever did. That was a failure to God. Every sin you ever committed, you lay at the feet of Jesus and you decree and you declare in faith. I believe Jesus, you can fulfill this. I believe you are victorious. I give myself to you. I give my life to you. Come and do what you need to. Bring me into my purpose. Bring me into destiny. I know that I'm nothing without you. Oh, but if I will be connected to the root, that holy root of Jesse, then what shall be impossible for you? Because you don't fail. You save us from our failures what you do. And we choose today to believe in you, to believe on the name of Yeshua. So let us be encouraged today that if we have failed God, that's not where we have to stay. He's not surprised by our mistakes. He's surprised by our lack of faith. Because he has shown us through the pages of history that Jesus will not fail us. So come back to his feet. Pray, praise, believe, listen, and receive the grace that you need to obey him. Let him feel you. Let him lead you. Let him direct you. Let him take control completely. Surrender. And he will bring victory. Isn't that encouraging? You get a fresh start. You get a new heart. You get his spirit. You can live victorious, not through your power, your strength, or your might, but through the spirit of Jesus Christ living and breathing and having his being in your heart and manifesting through your life. Your failures can be crushed under the feet of the king. Of victory His enemies The scripture says Will be made his footstool And over everything Has he been given Complete and total And lasting Dominion Now for us Don't get me wrong I'm not saying To take sin Or your failures Flippantly To just continue To do things Carelessly Thinking that he will Come and fix everything For you Perpetually No, you need to understand what you are doing and live responsibly. My grandfather always said that if you will but do your best, then God will come and do the rest. Do not neglect so great a gift that you have been given. Understand what is happening. That it was our sins, our failures that nailed him to that cross. He bore our sins, our failures in his body. It is serious. That is past, present, and future. Every sin ever committed, every failure, he bore it at Calvary. It was part of what caused his suffering. Therefore, every time you willingly sin or willingly fail, To seek, surrender, and obey the will and word of God. You crucify him anew. You hurt him. You add to the suffering that Jesus had to carry to Calvary. Oh, understand. You gotta love him enough to not willingly keep putting that burden on him. When you don't need to. That's not what love does. It doesn't use or hurt for one's own pleasure or gain. It appreciates. It gives its best. It knows that when it falls short unintentionally, it will be forgiven. But it doesn't abuse or neglect or use those who love and protect you. Love tries. Love thinks of others. Love sacrifices. So, Father, we surrender to you today. We thank you for so great a gift that we have been given. We thank you. And we do not allow ourselves to fall into condemnation and hopelessness. Like those that we see in scripture that gave up because they saw their failures were so great. But we know this, that the power of our Christ, that the Son of the living God came and sacrificed because that you yet so loved us even while we were but sinners, you gave of heaven's best for us. To fix our failures. To redeem us. To come and live and be victorious. To put a robe and a ring on us. Father, we repent of the failures. We repent of the sins. We repent of not realizing the burden that we placed on you for taking advantage of your intercession. May we understand the gravity of it. May we love you enough to do everything in our power to live humble and obedient. To trust what you say to seek you every day, to yield, to surrender, to submit, to give you our bodies, our temple, our vessel, and say, Jesus, cleanse it, fill it, and use it the way you see fit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. My friends, you may not always do everything right, with all of your heart, try. Thank you for joining us today. This program was brought to you by HOWC Media Ministries. For more messages like this or information about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.